This is Yawa Radio. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. So here we are once again. It's glass half full with uh, me, Steve Twynham, right here on Yawa Radio. You know, where we help people, well, just put a little bit more in the glass rather than being half empty. And once again, I'm off to Toronto and and joined by Luke Chow. Luke, how are you again, my friend? Very very good on this warm, sunny day here in Toronto. And I understand it's similar. It's pretty good out here as well. The sun is shining. It's a bit breezy. I was been out earlier and cut the grass. So, hey, it's uh, it's looking good. Now, 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 Luke, we we know we're recording um, and putting together a fair few uh, podcasts for people as well about various topics. Uh, And today's topic, mindsets that help with stress management. Okay. Uh, and we will say as well, if you've missed any of the previous episodes, then there will be links to previous episodes with Luke as well. Because uh, we've always, uh, last time we talked about mindsets that benefit every human, modern human being. So today, mm-hmm. mindsets that help with stress and management. And Luke, let's be honest, there's a fair bit of stress out there. <laughs> there's I would a, say and it all because it always puzzles me, and it maybe puzzles you in the work that you do as well. How we have more things that are time saving and all this kind of thing, and yet apparently all the research tells us that as a human race, we're more and more stressed out than ever. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah. so where do we start with this one then, um, Luke? Yeah. Well, so th- these uh, points I'm, I'm going to make today build on top of the points I, I've made in the first uh, episode um, or the prior episode in the series. Mm. So I'll repeat your point that if the listener hasn't listened to the prior episode, they they, they ought to. Just to recap, the, the, the last episode we talked about the mind-body link being very real and your worth as a human being being constant and inviolable and you being the highest authority over your needs and your goals and your plans and everything else. So building on top of that, um, one point I seem to be making over and over again to different people um, is that the inner critic is not a truth teller and should not be treated like a truth teller and cannot be implicitly believed the way that we usually kind of do automatically. The, the criticism isn't necessarily more sophisticated than appreciation, <laughs> even though that's the attitude that often people take. The, the inner critic, I would say, is best described as a devil's advocate. And so if, if there's a film critic or a movie critic and they only give one-star reviews, mm-hmm. then 
you, you would stop caring what they have to say about the next movie or book that that you you would consume, because if so, if someone only gives one star reviews, they can't understand something beautiful, something good, something well crafted when it's in front of them. Criticism has to be able to kind of you know recognize the, the good and the bad. So um, instead, what I'm usually suggesting to my clients is that. They should take the inner critic, take, take those thoughts or where those thoughts come from and put them in a cage, label it devil's advocate, do, do not trust, not a truth teller, and to make room instead for the voice of conscience. And that's something not enough people talk about any longer. I mean, when I was growing up in the 1980s and maybe even the 1990s, I heard a lot, you know, use your conscience, mm -hmm. connect with your conscience, ask your conscience. Um, for, for some reason, and I, I don't know why, people just increasingly are looking outwardly rather than inwardly for answers, for peace, for solutions. Yet, a, 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 as hypnotists, we we both know that it, you know. If I can say that, yes, um, we yes, both, we, we, we both know that the inner world counts for a whole lot when it comes to one's quality of life and mm -hmm. one's baseline mood. So if one's inner critic runs amok, then you know no one's going to be happy with, with that inner, just like in a workplace, if someone's always criticizing and never appreciating, no one can be happy in that environment. But the, the voice of conscience um, it, you know, is like that book reviewer that will praise an excellent book, but mm -hmm. that um, will, will criticize a book that doesn't merit praise. Um, and th th so the inner voice of conscience, it it's a quieter, stiller voice. You, you do kind of have to lock away the inner critic to kind of tap into that quieter, stiller voice. But anytime you're speaking to a loved one and you're correcting them or you're encouraging them or you're praising them, mm -hmm. th that's kind of what your inner voice of conscience is going to sound like. Right. So you don't, you don't need the inner critic yelling at you to, you know, to, um, you know, remember someone's birth, someone's birthday. Um, you just need your voice of conscience telling you, "Hey, put it in your calendar so that next time you don't forget it." You know, this inner critic there, because and, uh, and we were talking just before we came on air and things about um, because I had read a book called The Chimp Paradox by Professor Stephen Peters. He talks about the male. What well, he calls about the chimp on your shoulder, <laughs> and and I think I'm right. I think I think I'm right. I read of this. He said some sometimes. Like the inner, inner critic, you think it's trying to keep you safe, mm -hmm. but but ultimately it's it's not really trying to keep you safe. It's just gnawing away at you. Well, it's, uh, so last time we, we kind of talked about how we understand how the words we choose for others are going to affect them for the better mm. or for the worse, but we kind of make exceptions for ourselves. So, you know, I, I think I also talked about upholding a universal standard for how we talk to people. Mm. So, you know, we would not ever, most of us would never verbalize our inner critics to others. So if we're responsible for managing someone or parenting someone um, or emotionally supporting someone, what comes out of our mouth is not what the, what, it's not <laughs> something that sounds like an inner critic. It's something that sounds more like the voice of, 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 of conscience in most cases. Yes. So we already know that that constant barrage of criticism is not helpful for a person to hear. Mm. Yet, we just kind of make exceptions for ourselves. We also know that the voice of kindness 
is how we kind of keep people on a good path um, in a way that's sustainable. And, and, and Luke, in, in terms of um, just something just came to me then when, when you were talking about um, uh, the inner critic thing, can our, our own state of mind, could that affect the power of the inner critic? So I'm just thinking about it, you know, we've had a, we've had a bad day, right? Things have not gone well, right? Um, and we're in a bit of a state and that inner critic can be chowing away at us um, and we come home and there's a situation at home that was probably the same situation before uh, yesterday, but you were in a different state yesterday than you've just walked in now. And there's mm-hmm. still in it, this devil advocate's giving it rock all on your shoulder yep. <laughs> and, and you react totally different to you did the day before. Yes. And in some cases, you know, when we're in a better state of mind, the inner dialogue tends to be better. When we're in a worse state of mind, the the inner dialogue tends to be more more critical. Mm -hmm. That comes with the territory. But we do have some power, not complete power, I admit, but some power in choosing the lines of thought we further. Mm -hmm. So just like in, in any group, we kind of choose who we listen to more than others if there's also sort of like um you know various different thoughts swirling about in our own heads we do have some power in choosing which lines of thought we'll follow or or pay attention to so even though you know we don't control our thoughts completely all the time um there is some degree of influence we have in our, our inner worlds to further some lines of thought and not to further other lines of thought um, and the, the example you gave, which is kind of coming home after a difficult day, kind of segues mm-hmm. into the next point that I yes. want to make <laughs> to reduce stress, which is that there is no such thing as a perfect career mm. or a perfect relationship or household or a um, such a thing as perfect health. Um, you, know, you know, so... And if you think there is, it's because you're, in, you're optimistic and you're in a good state of mind <laughs> and you're just not looking critically, but bring in a critic and the critic will pick apart your career, your health, or your relationship. No no question about that. So, um, so in some endeavors, there is such a thing as perfection. So you want your pilot when you're boarding an aircraft to have followed the checklist, the, the pre-flight checklist perfectly. Yes. So, Checklists can be followed perfectly. Um, You want your calculator to add up two plus two as four every single time because arithmetic can be perfect. There are some things that are simple enough that perfection can be achieved. Um, But health, career, and relationships are not simple. And there is no such thing as as perfect at, at some point you know our, our everyone's health will deteriorate and, and then fail um and, you know okay, there is no perfect career path um you know even when people reach a certain stage they're kind of look at people who've achieved more than them mm-hmm. and they'll be envious of people who've achieved more than them and th- there is no perfect relationship um on the outside sometimes there appears to be but that's just it's because you're not privy to sort of like the the inside concept. Yeah, yeah. What goes on? Yeah, with in the detail in that relationship. I love, love that bit about the you know the the pilot, the procedure, and things like that. And um, you just jog my memory when you say things. Sometimes you jog my memory, and I, I can remember working with somebody, and um, they were really stressed. Okay, 
uh, and when he, when we had the conversation with them, um, they managed a, a, a team of people. And, um, and when I asked them what was, well, what's causing the stress? And it was, well, the team of people don't complete the things like I do, mm-hmm. right? And I went, but does it really matter? Are they, are they happy? Are the team achieving results? Have you mm-hmm. got a good atmosphere around the place? Well, yeah. So does it really matter from your perfectionism point of view that they're not filling a spreadsheet into the final dot that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Because you're causing yourself undue worry, undue stress, okay? Right. And that's going to rub off on the team eventually because you that's the way it is. So, you know, when you were talking there, I was, that one that one came to mind. And and I talk about about celebrate that imperfection, celebrate that imperfection in your career, celebrate it in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Do do yeah, all and- that, you know, pursue like you're, you know, you're talking there, you know, trying to be perfect all all the time. Oh, it must yeah, be. And- it's tiring. <laughs> it's impossible to achieve. Perfect. I mean, if you look at the very most finely crafted movies ever filmed, none of them have a perfect 10.0 stars on IMDb. None of them have only critical acclaim. You know, someone who's cranky could, you know, take apart even the most finely written and filmed and acted and crafted movie. So let's leave perfection to the very simple areas where perfection can be achieved. Some things are worth achieving perfection for. So um, like, 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 for example, as, as a hypnotist, we um, confirm dates and times. Mm-hmm. It's worth doing a double check or a triple check to make sure that before we send the message, we have actually confirmed the right date and time. So I, I, you know, I think it's worth you know aiming for perfection there. Obviously, you know, if we do slip up, then you know we don't we aren't too hard on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. the clients usually aren't too hard on us. Um, like a pre-flight checklist for an aircraft. You know, usually the, the pilots um, are not stressed about that because they understand sort of the importance, mm-hmm. and it means that they won't slip up. So the, the pre-flight checklist is kind of like, like a tool, but that has the compliance of the pilots. And it's not just like management imposing a useless checklist upon the employees. Yeah, no, get that. Um, the, the attitude that I kind of want to communicate to my clients to replace perfectionism is that in some endeavors, the standard of done and finished is good enough. So like something like a checklist, you know, like a grocery checklist, if you checked, you know, if you finish the trip and it's done, that's good enough. Um, you know, for, for some emails that you might send, you don't have to find the perfect wording. You just, you know, get it done, you send it and give yourself credit for that. Um, in some endeavors, just a, a step up from done is good enough. Mm-hmm. So for, for, for a lot of things where perfection is impossible to achieve, good enough is a very good standard. So writers often have a very strong inner critic. They're often perfectionists, and they're mm-hmm. never going to achieve perfection because even the great authors of, of, of history can be criticized. Um, you know, and you know, some of the criticism, you know, you, you could say it's just nitpicking, but the point I want to make is anyone who wants to nitpick can nitpick. So let's not care too much about the nitpicking. Yeah. And, um, and on, and on that, in, on that perfection route as well, I'm just thinking about maybe somebody that wants to make a change in whatever. Okay. Or wants, maybe wants to start a new career, but they don't, they don't get off the first base because they want everything to be perfect before they start. 
it's quite debilitating yes. to yes. goals that you can't achieve. <laughs> it's quite disempowering. So, so yes, that's why done is a good standard and good enough is a good standard. And when it comes to things like film or, or art, or um, when it comes to a career path or relationship, perhaps the highest standard beyond good enough, the highest <laughs> standard is authentic or genuine or truthful. Mm -hmm. So if your career path is an authentic expression of, of what you want to be doing in the world, if the relationship you, you have with your life partner is a genuine, authentic relationship, that's a very high standard. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, one, one thing I often say to, 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 to my clients is, it's better to be um, uh, raw and genuine than it is to be uh, polished and you know to, to, to have sort of like the outward appearance of quote perfection. perfection. I mean people who think they're perfect mm. often seem um, glib as yeah. opposed to So there's a bit there is it about authenticity. Oh authenticity um, is I mean I, we could do a whole episode on authenticity <laughs> and how the lack of authenticity in the world causes unnecessary suffering. Um, but I, I, I'm a huge proponent of authenticity, and I, I do believe that striving for authentic expression, where it's your inner heart or, or your inner world being expressed, that's a better standard for relationships and art and, and movies and books than, um, quote, perfect, where you, have the, where you have the approval of your audience. Because when one is, is in a perfectionistic mindset, they're often not thinking about ex expressing their inner world. They're often thinking about how others will judge or rate them. And that puts perfectionism at odds with authenticity. I'm firmly taking the side of authentic mm -hmm. self-expression as, as, as a path to happiness and trying to please everyone through, quote, perfectionism mm -hmm. as literally impossible and a recipe for um, unnecessary stress. Oh, and, and that, and that I don't know if this is the right words, but that, that false authentic self shows through, doesn't it? It will show yeah, the, through over time the, if you the, the, the false self. So um, you know, it's like the difference between being nice and being kind, <laughs> right? Where where nice is sort of like the outward expression, um, but being kind is more deeply felt. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Or another example is that it, 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 it's like um, like fine art that seeks to delve into the human psyche and, and then to come back um, and, and then after surfacing to, to tell the story of that journey to, to the world, where it's like fine arts are often quite complex and difficult to understand, um, but, you know, then some often, you know, usually worth understanding versus, you know, something that is colorful and pleasing to the eye Mm -hmm. But that has little further to understand if you look into it more deeply. So I don't know if I'm expressing myself well. But. Yeah, no, again, well, yes, no, I understand what you're saying. So, you know, from, from so, you know, in, in terms of, there you go, right, certain things like you talked about the airline pilot, yes, you need to do that. And, but don't you know, just accept that in other things in life, 
you know, don't take, don't perfection's not there. It doesn't exist. There, there's always imperfections. Yeah. Here, here's a, another take on perfection. Let's say you're walking through a forest, mm -hmm. right? So you're walking through a forest and th this forest has no straight lines. Mm -hmm. It has no perfect circles. Nothing's in a grid. Everything is growing randomly and organically, and none of the trees are perfectly straight, and, 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 and the river is taking a winding path. Could you say that that organic, random, chaotic environment is perfect? No. I, should, no. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, but, but it's, it's, perfect no, in, it's perfect in itself how it's evolved. Yeah. Yes. But if yes. you were, but if you were looking for it to be, if you were the type of person that wanted everything to be mapped out, like you say, in grid lines and straight yes. lines. So, so if 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 a pristine forest doesn't meet the standard mm. of perfect, then how the heck are we human beings supposed to mm. ever meet the standard of perfect in our careers or our health or our relationships? So let's completely abandon the notion of perfection. Now, if someone were to go into that forest, and let's say they do prefer everything to be orderly and in a grid, so they start to chop down trees, and they start to straighten the river with dynamite, mm -hmm. they've started to ruin that forest yes. with their attempts to make it perfect. Yeah, that's what was going through my mind when he was, yes. he was talking. He was so talking. The, the idea of perfection, you know, is all, it, it's almost nonsensical. Mm -hmm. Now, I said that that forest example could plausibly be seen as perfect where, you know, I don't know if, if you're religious, but you could say that all of creation mm -hmm. is in itself perfect. Um, but we're looking at the same forest where from one perspective, it is perfect. From a different perspective, it's it's not. Yes. Um, so to me, you know, when I, the concept of perfection in anything organic or natural is kind of strange it's an artificial imposition of concepts in the mind right. onto the chaos of reality yeah uh, you just reminded me that i was reading something the other day and it's probably slightly digresses a bit but it's about um um how how, how people follow tradition because that's the way it's always been okay mm -hmm. instead of celebrating enlightenment if that makes sense um and it, it just made me think over here recently because, you know, the, the, I think, I don't know if I shared this story with before, but it's like, it's, it's a story of like perfection around um, a, a young mum that was cutting the, the, the ends off the lamb joint to put in the tin, right? Yes. And yep. they, I've shared this with you before. No, I've heard no. the story elsewhere. Actually. Yeah. Oh, Ravi. Okay. And 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 then when she asks what daughter asks, why are we cutting the ends off the lamb joint? Mm -hmm. And the grandma said, because I never had a tin big enough. Because it was because yeah. she wanted it to be perfect into the tin, everything like that. And it's just like so, sometimes we can get hell bent on on tradition, and because that's the way it's been, that's the way it should be. It should be this way. It should be that way. But if we like the the book I was reading was let's just. This just open our minds and enlightenment. And back to where we started from is take yeah. take take that devil's advocate off our shoulder as well. Yeah, but but the, the the way things were just a couple of decades ago was you know more racist, more sexist. Oh. You know, like a world where people were more distant and less connected, hmm. more homophobic, 
So in not every tradition is actually worth keeping or Co perpetuating. Correct. Yes, that's that's what I was coming from with this with this book. You know, just hey, no change. Well, so yeah. we've talked about that. What so? But what about giving ourselves credit? Yeah. So um, just to kind of round off some additional attitudes that will address a lot of causes for stress is, you know, while you're while you're, you've you've put the inner critic um, in in a cage and you've kind of uh, tuned into your voice of conscience, um, it is important to give yourself credit for good things you do, because you know th 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 that's kind of a counterweight to all the barrage of criticism that comes from the inner critic which is that sometimes you will do something well sometimes you'll do so something exceptionally well sometimes you do something new or that's difficult and you'll do it and things turn out well and just like everyone else is motivated to keep up good work when they're rewarded or praised for it you also will keep up good work when you hear a hey, good work well done good job but you know often when we're self-employed um or once we reach a certain status yep. no one says to us hey good work well done i mean you know after a hypnosis session for example you know people say that they feel very relaxed or they say it was very good um but it's a little bit condescending if a client were to say to me <laughs> oh that was a fantastic job um th thank you very I mean, they'll say thank you, but like, you know, a certain degree of praise will feel condescending. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. beyond a certain degree of yes. praise, it, it, you know, they, they don't feel like they have the authority to kind of give me that level of praise. But so as an independent professional, I have to kind of recognize when I'm doing good work. I have to kind of, kind of recognize that, you know, I, I've done better than before or that, you know, I, I've met my own standards and that in my own head to have the nice, warm, fuzzy feelings of knowing I've done a job well done, whether or not the client overtly praises me, that's going to give me the reward feelings that keep me on a good path. And you just reminded me there about something else there as well. You know, when um, sometimes within that, that give yourself credit we we don't we don't value the the, the skills and the strengths that we've got um, and the value that we give to people sometimes yes it's, and and i think sometimes that that happens because and i'll choose my words carefully some sometimes things come so easy to us mm -hmm. you know and it, and it's like well wouldn't well, wouldn't everybody do that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? We take ourselves for granted. Yes. Because like, yeah. well, we understand, you know, that we're capable of doing what we do. And we kind of, you know, ignore the journey that got us to that capability. Mm. So, you know, it, like, for example, when, when I help someone stop smoking after a couple hours of, of talking to them, it's a normal day for me. To, yes. to, to people, it's amazing that my clients can quit smoking after a couple hours of listening to my points of view. But mm. to me, it's, it's an ordinary week if a few people have quit smoking after I talk to them for, for over a couple of hours. So sometimes, you know, to, to, to get the nice, warm, fuzzy feelings and to, to recognize not just what I've yet to achieve, but also to recognize what I have achieved, it is worthwhile for me to give myself credit for, for the things I do. Because, you know, quitting smoking is one of those things that actually, um, it saves lives mm. hypnotherapists don't do too too many things that save lives like we're not er doctors yes. but whenever we help someone stop smoking we've added on average maybe 12 12 15 years 
to their life. And that's not insignificant. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal if someone lives to the age of 80 rather than 65, because that means they got a retirement. Yeah. Yeah, so, very much so. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, as a hypnotherapist or as an independent professional, we kind of have to recognize that what we do cannot be taken for granted. And it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, so just, I know personally, I mean, I um, I must admit, I don't do it every day, but I'm pretty good at just having a little journal and, and making a, a log of what went well today. Yeah. So just to kind of round out some mm. stress busting attitudes, that, that um, attitude of gratitude or optimism is quite apropos for this podcast, which mm. is the, the, the glass being half full. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, so some people would do gratitude, gratitude journaling. Sometimes people would just kind of sit and they'll count their blessings. Mm -hmm. um, but to, to kind of um, remain optimistic and to remain grateful puts your mind on the important things so you're not taking the important things for granted. And it's both sort of the things you're grateful for within yourself, like your recent achievements, but also the people in your life, the circumstances in your life. It puts your heart in the right place when you're grateful for the good things you do have. Because in this whole wide universe, those who kind of put a spotlight on the bad mm -hmm. um, are kind of like it's kind of like they're making a scrapbook and they're choosing the ugliest photos <laughs> but but the, those who are grateful and optimistic mm -hmm. the, those who kind of you know look at the whole universe and, and and they focus on the good things or the beautiful things they're making a scrapbook properly by yeah. keeping the most beautiful memories or they're, they're, they're keeping the the best thoughts or the good things that have happened you know just before we wrap up there luke yeah you just again you reminded me there because the other day i um i've got to put it on my website yet but i i hand wrote a, a blog post just about the wonderful of the universe and the nature and how wonderful the beach hedge that we have in our garden that a fortnight ago was brown, now is green because the sun's been out, it's done its thing, and it mm -hmm. does it every year. It never asks the questions. It never challenges itself. It just lets it be. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it what you know. And and if how many? You know, there's not many people. I talked to one guy, one young man, years ago. I did a, uh, an interview with him. And, and he'd gone down the wrong path and he'd got involved in drugs and all kinds of things, but he changed his life round. And you know what he said to me, Luke, he said, you know what, Steve, he said, there's at one point in my life, I didn't even know what color I liked. I didn't even, I didn't even know what a rose smelt like because I was so in this world of negativity and away and then his whole life changed and he's gone on to do some great things. So if we could just look around us, like we said earlier today, it's spring in Toronto, right? The sun yep. is shining here in the UK. Yep. It looks lovely outside. Let's yes. appreciate that as far as to focusing on the six o'clock news tonight when it's all gloom and doom. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, as we said at the very start, um, for some reason, people overvalue um, the critical or the or the bad, or they think it's sophisticated to criticize and unsophisticated to appreciate. <laughs> but the, the, the whole rest of this episode, we've been talking about how um, it, it's, it's wise and it's, I would say, sophisticated. Wow. to appreciate 
the good and yeah. to to elevate you know the, the 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 kinder thoughts and this doesn't make us foolish this this is a very good healthy and i will say sophisticated way to live wow luke as always thank you for joining us today and again if people want to find out more about you how can they get in touch Thanks for having me. And um, people can reach out to the Morpheus Clinic for Hypnosis um, at www.morpheusclinic.com or follow me on YouTube or TikTok at Morpheus Hypnosis. And uh, the next one, we're going to be talking about mindset and weight loss. Precisely. Looking forward to that. Luke, have a wonderful day. Enjoy spring in Toronto. Likewise. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, Yawa Radio listeners. Steve Gamlin here, host of the Motivational Firewood Hour with brand new episodes each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. UK time and bonus replays on the days in between. Look forward to having you as part of a future episode very soon. Please keep on listening to Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. Once you choose hope, Everything is possible. Christopher Reeve. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio.